Okay, listeners, my two favorite mind body green supplements are now in a handy little pair. Introducing Glow from the Inside Out Bundle Plus, a beauty bundle with both Mind Body Greens Beauty and Gut Collagen Plus and Cellular Beauty Plus. Considering how much I recommend both of them, I couldn't be more excited. By using these two supplements together, they help you go beyond the surface to protect, hydrate, and rejuvenate your skin. Both Cellular Beauty Plus and Beauty and Gut Collagen Plus help reduce the size of wrinkles and fine lines while encouraging your skin's hydration, elasticity, and smoothness. In combination, these science-backed formulas deliver key antioxidants, skin barrier-supporting actives, and high-quality collagen from grass-fed cows to support glowing skin from within. I take both every day, and I feel comforted knowing that my skin is being taken care of. Visit mindbodygreen/glow and use code BEAUTYPOD to save 20% off your first month when you subscribe to the bundle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Ingler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. And on today's episode, we are doing something a little bit different to highlight this really exciting temple moment that we do at Mind Body Green called our Wellness Forecast. Uh, we wanted to dedicate our last two episodes of the year to go over our two beauty trends. And I'm really excited to do this for this episode and next week's episode because we spend so much time working on these stories and it, it just feels good to give them a little extra love. And to do so, I am having on the fabulous Jamie Schneider. She is the beauty editor over at Mind Body Green, and she has certainly informed so many of the trends that we talk about in the forecast, including the two beauty ones. So she and I will be chatting about the trends. Hey, Jamie. Hi, happy to be here. Well, I'm so excited. I know we have some questions and some digging into to get into later, but for our audience, I just want to set the scene a little bit and just go over some top line notes of the trend itself. Just in case if you haven't read it, I want us to all be on the same page. That being said, I definitely encourage you to check out the article. I'll be linking to it in the show notes so you can find it there. But to give you an overview, it's about skin longevity. So the concept of skin longevity is something that we've been writing about for about two years, I want to say. And to kind of set the scene of why we started writing about it is over the past several years at Mind Body Green, we have seen the longevity sciences explode. We have seen so many exciting advancements in regenerative medicine. We have seen longevity lifestyle take off. And that's really exciting to us. And it has completely changed the health and well-being industries. And we just suspected that it would not be long after that it would start fundamentally shifting the beauty industry. So about two years ago, we started changing the way that we talked about skin and skin itself. And we started talking about skin through the lens of longevity. We approached it from the lens of longevity for a few reasons. The first one is that it 
just makes sense naturally. If people are expanding their lifespans and expanding their health span, it's only natural that they want to look good while doing it. I think that's just a part of human nature. If we're going to be living longer lives, it's only normal that we want to have good skin during the process. But the second reason why we started changing the way we talked about skin and started approaching it from skin longevity is because of the intricate and deep connection between skin health and longevity itself. There's just been so much exciting research recently that connects the way we look with our lifespan. For example, skin health has been connected to bone density. Skin health has been connected to cardiovascular health. It's even been connected to cognitive conditions such as Alzheimer's. The way that you treat your skin and the way your skin looks, it has direct implications on your health span and your lifespan. And that's why we decided to start changing the way we talked about all of this stuff. And sure enough, the beauty industry has started to follow suit. We have seen longevity talking points trickle into the way people talk about beauty. We have seen this change the way products are formulated. And certainly we have seen this infiltrate the in-office treatments that are offered. And what's exciting about that is that skin longevity really addresses what both anti-aging and preventative aging got wrong. What I mean by this is that anti-aging was all about fixing past damage. It was about corrections. It was about righting past wrongs. And that didn't work because, of course, that meant that you were collecting damage and accumulating damage in the first place. So then the beauty industry shifted towards a more preventative route, which granted was appropriate at the time, but the way that we went into preventative aging was all about stopping the aging process entirely, which I don't think is a realistic way to approach beauty. Skin longevity embraces the fact that aging is inevitable. It just is, but it's also not to be feared. Skin longevity acknowledges that you can live a long, happy life and have beautiful skin while doing it. Essentially, you can prolong your quote-unquote skin span. And so this is why we thought it was going to be the next big thing in beauty. We're really excited about it. I love the ways that it's already changing the way that we approach beauty from new products, integrating peptides into their formulas to in-office treatments such as exosome therapies or PRFs or stem cells. There's a lot of really exciting things happening in the stem cell market. All around, it's just really exciting. It's a really exciting time in the beauty space. And I, I'm really eager to see what happens over the next several years or even decades. So that's an overview of the trend itself. Again, I definitely encourage you to go ahead and read the article. I get into a lot of the science and the nitty gritty details throughout it. So if anything that I just said interests you, I think you'll enjoy reading it. But to move on to some discussion points, after I wrote it, Jamie and I were still having conversations about what this means for the future of beauty and the future of longevity. And so we wanted to talk about it here. The first thing that I wanted to ask you, Jamie, is you obviously cover health and longevity more than I do, given that you work with Jason on the main Mind, Body, Green podcast, and you cover health a little bit more than I do. And I'm curious, in what other ways has longevity changed the conversation broadly, not just in beauty? 
Yeah, I think it's actually, it's pretty similar to beauty, which is why I think the conversation has shaped beauty as you write in your forecast. But in the past, the conversation was about simply just adding more years to your life, strictly longevity and lifespan. But people have started to realize that it's not so enjoyable to live to 100, for example, if you're not moving as strongly as you could or have severe cognitive impairments. So as the conversation kept expanding, it became more about increasing health span as you increase lifespan, where you add more good years instead of just years in general, because you obviously you want to enjoy your life if you live for a long time. And then I also have to call out that we're also seeing a lot more women in the longevity space and longevity conversations, which is a forecast that I wrote about this year for 2024 about how women will enter the biohacking conversations. Because in the past, when we've been thinking about biohackers and longevity, we tend to think of these really buff dudes with a bunch of disposable income taking advantage of all the techniques and tools and doing cold plunges. I'm thinking of every guy who lives in San Francisco. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And just the ones on social media and whatnot. But we are predicting that the space is just getting a healthy dose of feminine energy that I'm really excited about. I talked to some really amazing women in the space. So I think those are basically how the conversation is, is shaping in 2024. Yeah, your article about how the longevity space and the biohacking space is changing is really exciting. And I do think that your trend informs this trend in a lot of ways. And it's funny how whenever we do these well-being forecasts, it's so interesting how so many of the trends overlap when we're done with them. This one is connected to this trend. This trend is connected to that one. And it's really just interesting how the wellness industry has shifted and particularly this year thanks to longevity. So another thing in the longevity space is DNA testing and genetic testing. People love data. They want to know the data. And I'm curious, what do you think about genetic testing in the context of skincare? Do you think that's something derms are going to integrate into their practices or even brands are going to leverage? That's such a good question. First, I'll talk about DNA testing and how it's helping people. And I do think that from the folks that I've talked to who have gotten these DNA tests or the folks who are interested in them, I do think it's encouraging that these tests have people reevaluating their lifestyle habits in some ways. And many of the habits that they are perhaps tweaking, whether it be get more sleep or eat better or find stress relieving practices. Those can all benefit the skin. If you ultimately end up taking care of your body better because you got a DNA test that encouraged you to make changes in your life, ultimately, that's a good thing. And it's a good thing for the skin. Even if it's not directly related to the skin, it is ultimately tied up into skin health. So I like it for that reason. I do think the idea of derms integrating it or brands integrating it is really interesting. Certainly. I can see several years down the line, maybe there's a world in which you take a DNA test and your dermatologist or your aesthetic practitioner takes that information and they are able to come up with a treatment protocol for you. I can imagine a world in which that happens for sure. 
The idea of brands using it, also fascinating. I am sure there is going to be a brand that is going to jump on that bandwagon and we can point to this episode when it happens. I think that the idea of leveraging your DNA to optimize your health span and lifespan, I think ultimately it's a step in the right direction. Totally. And skincare is getting more and more personal anyway. So I feel like we can totally see this become the next iteration of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just a, it's another way for us to learn about ourselves. So I have to ask you this because you are, <laughs> you keep me young, as they say. How do you see younger generations, specifically Gen Z, approaching aging? Because I was a millennial who, or I am a millennial, who was in her 20s, her formative skincare years, spent during very much the preventative aging philosophy where it was all about stopping the process entirely. And I'm curious, how is Gen Z approaching this? Yes. Okay. I have thoughts. So I think as a whole, people are moving away from the sort of categories when it comes to aging. In past years, once you hit a certain age, you're like, okay, now I'm in the quote unquote anti-aging bracket and I need anti-aging skincare. I think the lines have blurred a little bit where these categories don't really exist anymore. And it's more about focusing on skin health for the long term. And that's exactly what you're trying to get at in your forecast, which I am happy about and I think is great. At the same time, I know we've talked about just one on one how social media and TikTok with the that really scary aging filter that shows you what you're going to look like in 50 years. I think that scared a lot of the younger generation. I think it made younger people more interested in skincare. And I think they have way more literacy than younger generations have ever had about skincare, which is great. But at the same time, it's not helpful to be worried about collagen decline at 18 or even 14 because you're still at your biological best and you should enjoy your collagen. So I think it's a question of, yes, the the lines are being blurred at when you should start caring about aging, but it's also when is the right time. Does that make sense? It does. It very much does. And I couldn't agree with you more about this trend that's happening where you see very young kids, basically kids, 14-year-olds, talking about collagen production. And it's your collagen production is going to be amazing for the next decade of your life. You do not need to worry about it. So certainly that part gives me pause. But on the other hand, it is great that they are interested in skincare. So it's tough. I don't, I almost don't even know how to address that element of it. Yeah. I guess with skin longevity, If it's in the back of everyone's minds, that's always a good thing because it's never a bad thing to strengthen your skin barrier. And I guess you can do that from a young age, but I don't think the mindset has totally shifted in that direction quite yet, which is why we're making the prediction. So I am hopeful for the future. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I do think the broader audience still has this more dated approach to aging. And I struggle to say it's dated. It's just an approach to aging that I don't think serves anybody. And I think that we could stand to shift our perspective, which, again, is why I wrote about it. Yeah, no, it is interesting. And then my last question for you, just to give some context, I was at an event recently and they had one of those AI skin analyzers that you put your face in and it tells you your skin's true age. And people were blown away. There was a really long line for it. It because it would tell you, let's say you're 40, but your skin's true age could be 35 or whatnot. 
But I was at an event. I was wearing makeup. I did not have a bare face by any means. And I still did it. And it told me my skin's age. But it made me think, obviously, that probably wasn't the right context to use this sort of technology. But I'm curious what you think about these sorts of tools. Do you think it has promise or do you think it can be gimmicky? Yeah. I think what you said about the context is actually really important because the ones where you do where you are in person and if you do them correctly, I from what I understand, there is some decent research behind or research goes into it. But I do think that there's a lot of like cheap knockoff versions of this, right? I think you're seeing a lot of brands use these virtual ones where you just take a photo of your face and send it in. And those I do think are gimmicky because they're not telling you anything that you don't already know. Like they're pointing out a wrinkle on your forehead. They're pointing out dark circles. And it's, yeah, I have a mirror. I I do think context matters. I'm curious to see how much this takes how widespread this gets. Yeah. But if I were to do it, yeah, I think I would want to have it done in a more professional setting and I would want to take my makeup off. I'd probably really want to take care of my skin the week leading up to it so I could hopefully get that number down. But I think the ones that you get on your phone, I think those are silly. It's tough. It's all about context and it's all about if you're getting, if you're seeing somebody who's reputable. And ultimately, If you want to know about your skin, I think I would rather just go to an esthetician. Like, I'd rather just go get a facial and have the esthetician be like, here's my concerns about your skin or here's what I think you should do. Right? Right. Because the AI data is based off of knowledge that people already have. So I guess if you have the means to go to a professional who can tell you that information, that would almost be better. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what happens there. People are, are very much obsessed with them, though. I feel like I see them written about all the time, like beauty yeah. editors. It'll be It'll interesting be like, when the technology becomes more sophisticated in the future. So the last thing I wanted to ask you is, do you have any favorite products that have been informed by the science of longevity or regenerative medicine? Because, you know, you're on the field, you're testing all these products. And I I know that you have come to me and have suggested a few brands that align very much with this trend. Yes, totally. There is a brand that I am obsessed with. It's called OneSkin. And their whole science is based off of this proprietary peptide that they discovered. It's called the OS1 peptide. And it has been shown to really target the root cause of skin aging. It's called the OS1 peptide. And they have done actual studies that it can improve the epidermal thickness in human skin samples. So, I mean, that's skin longevity at its core. It's really going behind the surface and increasing the density and the thickness of your skin. And what I love is that they have a moisturizer, they have an eye cream, and they have a sunscreen. So they have all of these multiple products with the backbone of this special peptide. So you can really use your whole routine with it. I love it. I've tried all three products and I can't get enough. So I'm excited to see what they come up with in the future. Yeah, I love that. Ever since you sent me an email about them, I have been very much intrigued by their products and their work. I think it's really cool. And and I do love that they talk about longevity in their marketing. I think it's really neat. Really? Yeah. I personally am super into this brand, Number 7. They're a drugstore brand. You can find them at various drugstores or Target. They're actually based in the UK at the UK drugstore called Boots, which is one of my favorite places in the world. Shout out Boots. But anyway, back to number seven. They have this newish collection. I think it 
came out earlier this this year. It's called Future Renew, and it uses this super peptide complex, which has a few different peptides in it, which mimic naturally occurring peptides in the skin that can boost your skin's natural self repair, which I think is really exciting that they have such innovative peptide technology at such an affordable price point. And it's like at a mass brand because I do feel like sometimes to get these really cool peptides, you do have to go to these biotech brands to get them. So it is neat to see that these longevity peptides have found their way into the mass market. So I'm excited to see if more brands start using, more mass brands start using some of these technologies. I, I'm sure they will. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Yeah, I almost see that as, if you want to call it a gateway product to using peptides and really starting to care about skin longevity, I think that's a great brand to start that journey with. Yeah, I love that gateway product. Okay. Anyway, Jamie, this was so fun. Thank you for coming on and chatting with me about all of this stuff. Thank you. This was super fun. And yeah, we'll have all the links in the show notes, hopefully, so people can learn more. Yes, we will put everything in there. So be sure to read up, folks, and we shall see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at Green. You can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.